Hi, I'm Teresa, owner of T3Fit, and you're listening to the T3Fit podcast, where scoliosis warriors and professionals come together. Here we talk about our scoliosis journeys and the emotional components it takes on from being a parent to being diagnosed with scoliosis and sometimes leading to surgery. It's a place where professionals share their expertise of treatments, from physical therapy to surgery, and so much more. So let's get started. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the T3 Fit Scoliosis Podcast. On today's episode, we have Jack, also known as Twisted Wanderer on Instagram. She is here to tell us her story and her journey with scoliosis and a spinal fusion. And I just want to add in that I personally have seen her on Instagram rock climbing, which I think on a rock wall in a gym, which I think is pretty amazing. I'd like to dive a little bit into that, but she's going to start with telling us her story, where she started, how she got there and how she's doing today. So Jack, I'd like to welcome you to the show. Yeah, thank you so much for having me, Teresa. I'm so excited to be here. Um, You're welcome. When did your story with scoliosis start? We bring it all the way back to middle school. So I would say I was in seventh grade and it was just like that norm. I don't know how they used to do like those routine testings back in, mm-hmm. I don't know if they still do them. Talking but to- yeah, right. Bending forward. And so I was 13 years old and they told me I had scoliosis and I told my like parents, but that was really all they gave us. They didn't give us next steps or anything like that. I never wore a brace and right. it really like I would flash forward to around 16 is when my pain really started to just be terrible. And that's when all the research started. And what years were was this oh I'm so bad at math so I'm 32 I'm 13 that was I would say 2000 and 2006 I was in high school so 2004 2003 okay I was in middle okay. school okay and they so you did the toe touch they you were told you and your parents were told you had scoliosis no next steps so Nothing. what happened We really just, I went on with my life. And then I guess when I turned around 16, the pain was just like unbearable. I would, and then me and my parents that I guess started our adventure into trying to find out what scoliosis is, what, what does this mean for us? And we went to the first doctor and again, not, not much happened. I mean, I think they threw me in like physical therapy, but. And that um, was in New York. Yeah, that was on Long Island, New York, yep. Okay, and by that time, so um, I'm not sure if you're familiar with this, but I talk a lot about this, uh, Schross. Nobody introduced you to it at that time because by 2006, it had already started to enter the States. And nobody discussed it with you at that time. I didn't hear about Schroth until a good friend of mine, a family friend, probably when I was about to go for surgery. She's like, you should have tried this method. I was like, well, it's a little too late. <laughs> okay. So so how long was it? And you, you said you were not braced. No, never. 
even when I started to say I was in pain when I was 16, like nothing was offered. It's very weird. And my parents and I look back and we're like, should we have done more? Like, but yeah. well, you, the you, world. Yeah, I was just going to say sometimes you're given the tools that you're handed and then you, you know, you do the best you can with those. And I, my mom and I were recently just talking about it too. She's like, wasn't like back then though, you know, we didn't do what we all do now and like self-advocate yeah. and really research. So um, I feel bad. She wishes she could do more, but I was like, it's okay. Everyone has their own story with scoliosis. And I mean, I don't know if the exercises they gave me in physical therapy were Schroth, but they didn't talk about Schroth. They didn't educate on Schroth. I wouldn't okay. say that I got physical therapy dedicated to like my curve at all. Okay. Okay. And so how long was it from the time that you were diagnosed till surgery? <clears throat> almost, almost 10 years, right? Because if I was diagnosed at 13, I went under at 25. So about eight, eight years. Right? Okay. That's quite, that's quite a long journey with, with a yeah. curve. And so, <laughs> so you, so you were diagnosed and you did the PT and then you started to have the pain and then you had surgery. Yeah, I just had consistent pain throughout, but I really okay. just lived my life, life normally, I guess you would say. Like I was, I did my sports. I was on the rugby team in high school, probably not the best, but you know, now with the research we have, like we're actually finding like, you know, it's good to like build muscle and like be yeah. active. So, yeah. um, but I gave rugby up my senior year because of the pain that I was in. So that was at 18 years old. So even okay. with physical therapy, starting at 16 to 18 years old, like pain did not decrease. And we saw other doctors. So it's just, and nobody, nobody, nobody suggested troth or anything or bracing. Nope. nope. And I, I'm like, maybe because we were on Long Island, like we didn't really search the city until around 19 years old, because that's the first time I heard the word surgery. Okay. Like it really just went, here's physical therapy. Hopefully it doesn't worsen. That's really all they said. You're okay. 18. It shouldn't grow anymore. Those yeah. were the lovely words. Yeah. And then kind of figure it out <clears throat> on your own without. No guidance. It's, yeah. yeah. It's, it's, it's a, a never ending, unfortunately, conversation. Um, so you had the surgery and did you have it? You had the surgery in New York City. So I actually had the surgery on Long Island. I okay. uh, Yeah, I went with a Long Island doctor. His name is Dr. Zevarella. He's based out of West Islip, and I believe he has a Hothbog office as well. Okay. I'll have to double check that. Okay. But he is amazing. That's okay. who I went with. Okay. I was just going to say, and how was it? How long were you in the hospital for? And how long was it, do you remember, from the time that you saw him or started seeing him, to the surgery? Did he want to wait? Did he want to, you know, uh, observe your curves? I would say right when I realized. So back forward, back, uh, I can't talk today. <laughs> Backwards up a little it's bit. Morning. When, <laughs> yeah. So I didn't find him at 19, right? I found three and three doctors denied surgery at 19. Then I went on with my life, did physical therapy exercises. And when I actually found Dr. Zevarella, it was 2000, it had just turned 2016. So it was the beginning of the year. His okay. partner 
doctor, I want to say his name is Dr. Sharma said, I'm sorry, but because I was looking for pain relief now, I was like, I denied okay. surgery at 19, maybe pain relief will help. And that doctor was like, no, I'm so sorry, but you really need surgery. And that, so I would say from the beginning of January, 2016, I ended up having surgery September of 2016. So not, too, go ahead, go ahead. Not too, um, not too long, I guess. I don't know how many months <laughs> like 10 months we okay. worked and he yeah but you just said that you were also denied surgery i denied it oh I'm you denied it old. okay okay i did uh, i was like no <laughs> okay okay i thought for a minute it was the doctor and i thought that is going to be really interesting but then why did you deny it well because i like you just said three doctors said no the curve okay. should stop. You're 19 years old now. Okay. And then three doctors said, Hey, you need surgery. And then me and my parents kind of just looked at each other and at the end of the day, it was up to me, but they supported my decision. I had a lot going on. I didn't think it was the right time in my life for that. Okay. okay. So I denied it. Okay. And then, so now you ended up having the surgery Yeah. and how long were you in the hospital for? And what was that like? Oof. I don't have, for anyone listening, I don't have the best story. I know everyone else's are better, but mine, I was in the hospital for a week. I stayed in the surgical ICU unit of the hospital mm -hmm. and I had a very, very rough recovery. Um, I remember the first thing I remember from surgery was waking up and just feeling extremely swollen okay. because you're on your, I guess you, your face is kind of in something because you're laying on your stomach the whole time. Mm -hmm. And I just remember just burning pain throughout my entire body and just wanting okay. my mom. <laughs> and so that was the first person I saw that was in, um, that was in PACU. So I remember waking up in the post, um, the post anesthesia unit where they watch you before you go to your room. Okay. And, and, um, so that was just really emotional. I just remember waking up crying, like, okay, I woke up because I was really, really afraid not to wake up. I never wanted to go under surgery. It was the scariest day of my life. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and yeah. then I was in there for a week. So I went on in on the 6th. I got out on the 12th. And the whole week, it's just, you really just have to really just have to fight for your new spine to make sure everything's working, right? So I remember not even 24 hours after my procedure, they were like, all right, we're gonna get up and walk now. And I'm like, excuse you, no, I don't think so. Um, so that was like, what? Like no one prepared me for that. Yeah. I don't know what I thought. I was just like, you, you have this vision of how it's going to go and how it's going to work after. And then you're like, um, what? Like, who are you? Like, who just did what? Right. Yeah. Like, this woman with like red hair. I just remember her. She had bright red hair and she had her blue scrubs on. And, and she, you know, um, just walked in the room and was like, you're going to walk. And I was like, yeah um how like you just yeah says you says you yeah 
<laughs> so, but I, but I did, which is the crazy part. I'm, yeah. and they kind of, they help you, you know, you get, you learn how to, I guess I asked you, cause I would love to, you've had spinal surgeon as, mm-hmm. spinal surgery yeah. as well, right? I yeah. remember I was reading that about you, but they, you know, they teach you how to get up on like your side a little bit and they help you, but mostly you're doing all that yourself. And I just remember the first like push up off the bed and I just started, it was so painful and so emotional. I was just, I was like, okay, that's it. This is as far as I can go. But actually they ended up getting a chair behind me and following me and I made it like a little bit more until I actually just couldn't go anymore and got sick on myself and thus started the week from, uh, I like to call it the week from H blank double L for me. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah. Everybody's got their own, their own heart, their own, their own pain. Yeah. And it just, I don't know. I guess I just, that was the worst pain ever. I, Mm -hmm. but I've, the coolest thing about it is that I just, now that I look back, I always call them my second first steps. And like, it's just, cause it really, it's so beautiful. You just learn how to walk again every day. And it, you realize that you can endure a lot more than you thought you could. And it was just really, really really cool and then I remember so we walked right and then they were like all right so now that you're up and you're moving I'm like yeah barely and they're like now you're actually gonna go you can use the restroom now like instead of having the uh, cast mm-hmm. and I was like I was like, I just walked <laughs> so they really just they they're they're you pushing you to move yeah, and they do, but I get it. But I, I wanted to fight everyone. I was not a happy. You're just like, can I just go back to bed and hang out and just get used to sitting up? Right. Yeah. Because sitting up. Thank you for saying that. My family has a whole joke that um, the week in the hospital, I made one enemy, enemy number one, and that was, well, I guess too because I blame the nurse who made me sit in the chair. So. My enemy number one was Nurse John, and then enemy number two was the chair that he made me sit in every day for an hour. Yeah, and that yeah, was you just... the worst. And 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 so you were in the hospital for a week, and then you got out of the hospital, and then life begins. And how was that? Well, I have a really funny coming out of the hospital story, just because it's me and my mom. Why wouldn't it be funny? Um. So, um, I get out of the hospital, we get, she gets me into the car and we're driving along, but I don't know if you've ever, what road is it? The, we did like the Southern state parkway and then there's a road after it, it's like Beaver Dam road. And it has all the bumps. We have that and here. My, <laughs> and mom, and my mom, right. We're in New York. We everywhere. <laughs> Every street in New York city is a bump it's terrible so what is my mom doing she's being the loving caring mother she is just swerving in and out of bumps just trying to avoid them 
And all of a sudden these blue red lights come in the back and we're just like being pulled over because apparently my mom looks like she's inebriated, but she's just trying to be a good mom. <laughs> Go mom! <laughs> so we get pulled over and we explain to the officer the situation. So then he actually gets in front of us and he, what is that called? He escorted us home. So that was cool. That's, that's a nice story. That's like, that's, yeah. <laughs> Swerving through the roads to not hit the bump. Yeah, so shout out to my mom. She's, she's too funny. And shout out. <clears throat> but then we, we got home and they forgot my medication. So I didn't get sent home with that. <laughs> And and I know. how how long was it until you were able to were... Oh. the next day? So it wasn't that terrible, oh. but it was. You can imagine it was pretty terrible. Yeah. yeah. So oh, yeah. um, yeah, we didn't get medicine till the next day, and that first night um started the. I had really bad two weeks coming home, like every okay. night screaming, waking up in pain. I couldn't sleep. And yeah, my mom really held it down for both of us. She was my rock. She, I got sick again. I wasn't going to the bathroom. I was really scared. I was going to have to go back to the hospital. So, okay. She okay. really and helped me. How long, how long did it take for it to start to feel normal for both of you? I would say after that really terrible two week hurdle, mm -hmm things mm -hmm. things started to like settle down a okay. little bit okay but um I feel like I don't know if you meant it this way but like normal in my I don't know how you felt with your surgery but normal within like my spine like feeling like mine again I would say like two and a half years I don't know how people feel okay. about that but okay. I felt okay. very alienated where where are you fused from where to where T3 to L1. Yeah, like two weeks. <laughs> two weeks. And then, then I feel like I could start to see like, okay, I can get through this maybe. Um, but then my grandma, she was really sick at the time. Um, she passed away like right mm -hmm. after I got out of that hump of physical like kind of torture. I was still in it, but then I had to like, everyone told me I could stay home and I didn't have to go to the um, funeral, but I refused. And I just pushed myself to do that within okay. like two weeks of coming out of the hospital. So that was a huge part of my journey. That was just more stress and more pain. And at that time, I, um, I didn't want to, I don't know if, I don't know if I've said this, but I had a serious fear of addiction for my pain okay. meds. So I wasn't okay. taking them, even though they forgot to give them to me prior. I took them when I felt I really needed them. But besides that and the whole recovery, I was like, I can do this myself. So I definitely tortured myself a lot. Okay. And okay. It, was a, it was a lot. I'm sure, I don't know. Like you said, looking back, like, when you really have to like talk about it, it was a lot, a lot was going on. Um, yeah. And it's 
So much more goes into surgery than just having surgery. And I wish I would have thought about that prior because yeah. I feel like mentally I was never prepared for what came after surgery. Going under is the easy part. You're yeah. asleep. It, and, and then they're like, you do the work now. <laughs> yeah. And, and they're like, we'll see you in six months. Standing there literally fighting, walking against a wind that feels like it's almost trying to push you down all the push time. You down. I hated that. Yeah. Yeah. I really feeling like, I don't know. Cause I guess I was 25 and I didn't think about what it would feel like to not be able to clean, bathe myself or wash mm -hmm. my hair or not be able to walk without a fist. Cause now I'm just trying to help other people. So the yeah. same as you. So it's definitely, it was a lot, but it also has its benefits too. So I can't, I don't regret going through my surgery. Ella. I'm definitely, I'm happy about it now. I was going to say, and what, tell us, share with us what some of those benefits are for you. Um, I think like just, I don't know, meeting people such as yourself. There's a huge community out there of people who go through this. And I feel like when I was 25, I felt really alone and isolated. Mm -hmm. And now that, you know, it's been years, but now that I'm finding community and other people who relate to me and that's really beautiful that there's a whole community of people out there and then just finding love and strength for yourself again like I know you mentioned at the beginning of this um rock climbing like I mm -hmm. just I just now I I don't know I don't let it hold me back anymore I feel like in the beginning of my surgery years in the beginning of scoliosis I would just let it hold me back. And now I know that you can just, you can do anything, no matter the degree of your curve. You just have to, like you said, stay strong and fight yeah. for your, fight for your health. You can you keep do climbing. whatever you want. Exactly. Yeah. I'm so excited. I called my surgeon. I was like, can I rock climb? Cause I've already been rock climbing, but I'm just wondering. Yeah. I saw the pictures of you. I mean, I've done it and I know how hard it is. And you were just like, and I was like, oh, yes, <laughs> rock like, on. It just, rock it really, on. yeah. You know what you, you find, you find your jam, you know, of how to stay strong. And like the, the rock climbing is one aspect for you. The mace is for me. And, and yeah. it's what you said, you know, you realize how strong you are. Yeah. It's, you realize you how strong you are. You said the, you said the main, that's that. I like the just started. Yeah. yeah. That is so cool. For, for rock climbing, it would definitely, you would, you benefit from it. Strength core, you know, the thing, you know, spinal fusion, right? How do you activate your core? But tell us, tell us more, like, what would you share with somebody who, what your younger self, what would you tell that person? Oh, that's such a good question. Um, I would tell my younger self, even though I am younger, just believe in yourself, believe in your decisions, because even though you're younger and say you don't like, I don't know, depending on support in that family, like you are smart enough to make the own decision you have with like, or I don't know, I guess listen to your body because I just, I wish I, I don't know. I knew I was in pain and like. I don't know. I wish just advocate for yourself. I think that's what I'm trying to say. Like as the, the 16 year old girl, like 
find interest in it just because oh, I wish I was more intrigued in what was happening to me. I think I just put such a negative thing on it and was that I just kind of blocked it out almost. And I feel like it's just so important to love the parts of you that that are hard to love. Like just because I feel like I hated my signs. I hated that I, I hated myself. I hated that I was crooked. I hated that I felt so old and such a young body and that no one understood me. But I also didn't take the time to validate and understand myself. And instead of hating myself and hating my differences, I should have just took care of them. Or I know we're young, but I think, you know, at 16 or 18 or 19, like, we could definitely, you know, pick up the phone and Google our, you know, our differences and like, oh, what is scoliosis? What does this mean for me? I wish I just fell more in love with that part of me, like how I am now as an adult. Like, it doesn't define me, but it's a huge part of me and I'm no longer ashamed of that. So I just, just be want kind. everyone, yeah, be kind to yourself, give yourself grace. And if you do have to wear a brace you're beautiful braces are so cool like they have so many like they have dolls now for scoliosis so I think that's so beautiful yeah. if I could give my younger girl something I'd give her a <laughs> doll and just like this is you but you're unique and you're different and you're beautiful and it's part of your story and it will all work out and with that I would like to thank Jack also known as Twisted Wanderer for being a guest on the scoliosis podcast uh one of the things that i love hearing about your story is that it's just it's full circle it's a full yeah. circle of really saying hey like i deserve to love myself for everything of who i am um, and that's often hard for us to do with our curves and everything that comes with the curves, not just the curves, but the emotional space with it as well. Um, but you deliver that in such a way that is really comforting to um, just take in and to embrace and to hear and to validate because we all need that. Um, if anybody would like to uh, talk to Jack, twisted underscore wanderer on instagram and jack i would like to thank you for being a guest on the t3 fit scoliosis podcast thank you so much for having me i appreciate it so much if you like this episode chances are there's someone else out there who needs to hear it too so it would be a huge favor to me if you'd go ahead and give us a five-star review it helps me get the message out to more people and if you need help moving in pain then download my five free tips and I'll catch you on the next episode.